0: All right, guys, welcome back.
1: Hey, guys, welcome back to our channel. <laughs> I felt like I
0: feel like we were just here like yesterday.
1: I think we were just here yesterday. Yeah, because... no, <laughs> no, we were actually here like a couple of days ago. But it guys, was, it was
0: because we recorded that thing. I re- recorded and edited like maybe two days before Monday. It was like yeah, on Saturday. yeah. But it's... anyway
1: it's been a whirlwind but guys seriously thank you so much for being here yep. um if you guys are new to this channel we are a podcast video channel we talk about transparency we talk about just so many things that we we've gone in, through we
0: dive into topics that are just considered controversial, controversial and sometimes you know we even talk about our our marriages and 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 well marriages, our
1: mari- I <laughs> marriages. <laughs> Hold no, it.
0: marriage and advice that we can give you know things that we have gone through in the past we have a whole list of topics already out there but we have so much more to come in the future. If this is your first time here guys, welcome.
1: Seriously, welcome. Yep. And and if, if you're returning, yep. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so so much for your support. It really means so much to us. And um yeah, I'm just I'm excited to get on with this video cuz yeah. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> I
0: actually yeah, we actually don't know what to expect because what What am I, what we're about to share, like what we're grateful for is also correlating to what's going to happen today.
1: Yes. So I let you,
0: go ahead. Uh, ahead. No, no, no.
1: I'll let you, I'll (laughs) let you take off. (laughs) Well, listen,
0: what I'm grateful for is that God is opening the doors for us and we're seeing it in many ways, you know, uh, through support, you know, through just the way things work out through the studio, everything has been a development up until today. Yeah, and you know, today we're actually having a guest speaker with us.
1: Woohoo! And I'm very excited
0: (laughs) to have him here. Yeah, same. You know, and and (laughs) well, without further ado,
1: yeah. uh, uh,
0: are we actually sharing that? So
1: we are definitely sharing like what we're grateful for because, like I was just saying, God has just been opening doors in different uh, areas and just giving us new ideas, new perspectives because. You know, sometimes we have an idea of things that we want to talk about, but at the end of the day, we just want to make sure that we're being obedient to God and that he's the one that's truly making our paths and not us ourselves. So... Um yeah, today's guest is someone I'm like super excited to um talk with, kind of digging his brain a little bit. Yep. And um yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna no. <laughs> I'll let you do the grand introduction. No, but
0: without further ado, Angel, can you
1: please come in? Woohoo woo. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, hey. brother. Welcome. Sorry, it's a little it's a little tight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so we're just gonna have, you know, you can just go ahead and set up. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Ooh, nice and crisp. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know,
2: tell us a little about yourself. Yeah. So my name is Angel Kuros. Uh, I I do I run a uh, media company called Red Liberty Media. Okay. Wow. And so what that is is pretty much just a collection of independent journalists that have kind of come together to talk more about uh, what's actually happening in the news as opposed to the narratives that we're getting in the public. Mm-hmm. Um, a big deal of that comes from just like what I believe personally, my faith. So uh, on that side of things, I, I run a I run the Bible studies for my church, which is a house of awesome. worship in, in uh, Garfield, New Jersey. Oh, that's and awesome. so that, you know, I've been on that journey for 10 plus years now. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome! So that's where I'm at. And uh, that's a little bit about
0: me. And, you know, as always in the beginning, we always try to share something that we're grateful for.
1: Or something that God has been teaching us or trying Mm. to teach us. So if there's anything that comes to mind, like, we would love to know.
2: Cool. What what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for a lot of things, man. I think in this season, I'm more so grateful uh, that I have people that will actually engage with me in like real discussion, right? Like not, not just superficial
3: yeah.
2: um kinda, you know, pleasantries, but mm-hmm. but more so like things that really matter. So I'm I'm thankful for genuine friends that actually wanna get into the mess of, of each other's lives. You know. Awesome. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> it's
0: always good to have good friendships. Like true friendships that we can relate to and you know especially when it comes to being Christians it's good to have somebody that you can share your faith with as well oh yeah yeah. share your faith
1: share your struggles and someone who isn't just gonna applaud you for everything but actually be real with you
0: right right. somebody that'll give you the
2: the, you know the stern talking to that you need that Mm -hmm. you need sometimes oh my god (laughs) tell me about it
0: (laughs) if only everybody would love to receive that stern talking to (laughs) (laughs) this world would be such a better place yeah Yeah. sometimes
2: giving the talking to is, is just as hard it is receiving, yeah
0: right? so, yeah yeah yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> but all right so moving on to the next portion of our uh our podcast here but uh you know as always we do our mugshot of the of today mugshot
1: mm. of the day uh, <laughs> <I love that. laughs> mugshot of the day all right so today i i i just like pink So, you know, my (laughs) mugs are usually pink or girly, but mine says be still and no. And it's uh, Psalms 4610. And for obvious reasons, I like... That's a uh, super spiritual mug. Yeah, you know, it's just... (laughs) Especially (laughs) in the morning when I'm drinking coffee, like be still. Like God, I will do so. (laughs) You are drinking coffee and
2: being blessed. (laughs) Those, Those mugs remind me of like Tumblr. Remember yeah, Tumblr? basically, it's all yeah. cute
1: and like very uh, uh, what is it like, photogenic and yeah. aesthetically pleasing? Yeah, used to
2: be like a brown Bible open up. I know, next to it. Yeah. with some a little leaf. Yeah, some leaves. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! As I
1: found this, I think in Hobby Lobby. Like.
2: <laughs> oh lord! I mean, wait, is it Heaven ho- on Earth? As I call it,
1: Hobby Lobby is like a Christian. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's so just so works fitting. Nicely. Yeah. Uh, Tumblr on Earth. <laughs> my
0: mugshot is. Actually, a cup that I, you know, relate to because I am a dog person. In fact, I wish I had a spiritual mug like yours, but you know. But yours
1: matches you really nicely today.
0: Yeah, that's actually true. Oh, oh, it matches our studio as well. Yeah, there you you go. go.
1: There you go. Sure, sure. That's the message. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And yours. Okay, so.
2: The capitalist in me was like, "What mug can I bring on to really make a statement?" And uh, mm-hmm. so I picked this half faith mug. This is my friend John Clash's brand, uh, entrepreneur. That's so, so cool!
1: Such a nice mug. So
2: he sent this to me as a gift. I figured this could be the least I could do is plug him on a, wow. on a new podcast. Aww. You know, yeah, that's, that's nice. awesome. Is it nice. <laughs> yeah. the front of that? This is the front. No, I
0: I didn't see the, Oh, have have faith. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's real nice. All right. So moving on, you know, uh, Angel happens to have something very special for us today. Uh, Angel, you mind
2: imagine he's like, do I, (laughs) (laughs) mind letting us know what that is? No. So one of the things that I've been uh, thinking about a lot in regards to the church, more specifically, like, people who come from, like, the Pentecostal move, right? So mm. people who have grown up in the Pentecostal church. I kind of relate because it's been, like, 10-plus years. Mm-hmm. My pastor grew up in the Pentecostal church, you know? So I have, like, a kinship with, with people from that church. And one of the things that I've, I'm kind of learning more and more as I go is, like, the severity of taking the spiritual aspect of, of Christianity and merging it with the theological aspect of okay. it, right? And so, uh, for example, you know, the speaking in tongues and... and Things like gifts of the spirit, yeah. I think a lot of the times can scare people away yeah. Yeah. because it's it's either not done properly or there's not a proper teaching about it. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think like in order for us as a generation to continue down this road of like let's say charismatic Christianity, we have to pair that with like the theological foundation of like what the truth is of the gospel so that we can flourish in that so funny
1: we were like just talking about this and um yeah i grew up in a pentecostal church basically yeah Yeah, we both did and then just seeing how like things have evolved and things have changed there are certain things where i'm like oh interesting i never knew i thought it was just the way things were run or the way things should have been right which is why it's so important to you know Do gain, like, gain that knowledge and just not do something because someone told you to. Right.
2: Like, I I come from a very... Atheistic background, so I grew up Catholic, right? But non-practicing, and then I became an atheist maybe when I was like fourteen. right? Oh and wow, like, that's that's uh, interesting. But like, consciously made that decision because I was around like a lot of rock and roll people. Like it was all about you know Marilyn Manson, Smashing Pumpkins, like yeah. rock and roll. Like, and that's what I loved growing up. And so the question of God was like solved in my mind. And when I when I maybe hit twenty two. I followed a girl in the church and, uh, you know, I heard I heard my pastors uh, speak for the first time and it blew my mind because I had never been even open to the possibility that Jesus could be this like confrontational truth teller, you know, who has, you know, who is not afraid to say anything. Like to me, in my head, Jesus was like this, this hippie. Right. And it was like always nice and pleasant. Never wants to offend anybody. Peace and love. And, and because of that, like, I came into the church kind of aware of all the things that weren't making sense to me. So I started, like, having all these questions, but there wasn't necessarily anybody there to, to walk me through that. So I had to do a lot of digging on my own, and this kind, of, this kind of was brought me to this place where I'm like, okay, there is a biblical explanation for spiritual gifts, but it's not being taught.
3: The The right way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is
1: so interesting because I have found like was your family in church as well? Or it was were you like the first in your household to really like
2: So my mom got saved maybe a year before me at a different church and she was uh, she was doing her thing and, and it, this is why I know the spirit, the word, the gifts of the spirit work. She had, you know, her crazy church lady friends over one day and I'm home, I'm downstairs, I'm playing rock and roll in my room <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and she like comes down like all meager and she's, she's like, oh, one of the church ladies, I know you don't like this. One of the church ladies wants to pray for you. And I'm Aww. like, all right, I'm not going to be like a jerk about it. Right. right yeah. Right. So I go upstairs and I sit in the chair in my kitchen and I'm like, huh? And <laughs> <laughs> she starts prophesying over me that you're gonna worship the Lord with your mouth and that you know with your songs and this this and that. Fast forward two years and I'm I'm a worship leader in my church.
1: Wow! No way. So you,
2: you so you sing? Okay. Well, I tried to sing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't have anybody that would sing, but I played I played guitar, which was okay. What the one of the require the things that we needed. We didn't have any musicians. We had singers, uh-huh. but nobody that could like actually learn the songs and tell people like this is the the key, etc etc et
1: cetera. Which is so, so oh, funny okay. because, like, here you were playing, like, rock and roll, which is probably, like, a very extreme version of what the church needed, yep. but you kind of covered, like, your basic ground, <laughs> so now you're like, oh, yeah, I can play this simple, like, chord, sure, why not? Yeah, that? I was like, but Christian it's,
2: music? It's a breeze. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. <laughs> you're like, give me some notes. No yes. That's awesome,
0: though, that, you know, like, what what the enemy meant for evil, you turned <laughs> for good. Yeah. You know, 100%. literally, is it, that's word for word in your life, man. That's yeah. awesome
1: wow that's crazy and and
2: more along the like intellectual side of it that's also what god was doing for me on that side so like what the enemy takes for evil you make it for good like he was taking the doubts that i was having and the questions about you know the sovereignty of god predestination all these things and he was flipping them around to say like all right we'll find the real answer go through your Bible, you know, like get yeah. to know what, what it really is. It like, and, and my whole like disposition coming into it was like, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to claim that I'm a Christian, like I have to know. I really why. need to know. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Oh,
1: and that's, that's kind of like where I was trying to ask you before. I just went around something different, but like, that's one thing that I've noticed that. So I grew up in church. Right. And a lot of it was just me growing up and like kind of just being told the way things were supposed to go. And then I, as I got older, I'm like, no, I need to do the digging myself. Yeah. But one thing that I've noticed is that when someone comes to church, not because they were raised, just because they were introduced at some point, they go in hard, yeah. you know, because it's like, there's so many questions. It's all like, okay, but what is this? this? Yeah. And why is it that they're saying yeah. that? So like, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. So what I've started learning, like now that I've been teaching Bible studies for a little bit, is that I don't necessarily want to let people dig and give them the answers. Right. I just want to teach them how to dig
1: the yeah. right way. Yeah. So
2: this way like all right, well how do you read the Bible? Like you just open up and start reading and I tell them the simple things which I'm assuming you guys have known for years but like you who wrote it? Who are they writing to? When did they write it? Why did they write it? Mm-hmm. Right? What kind of book is it? Is it a historical book like one of the one of the Corinthians or is it more of like a proverbial book like Proverbs or like what is the literary like the context? Device? Yeah, what yeah. is the context of it? What's going on in the culture at the time? If you can just follow that one thing, you can read the Bible and have sound doctrine almost exclusively without any leadership. Not say I'm not saying that you shouldn't have leadership. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying like that's a safe route to go. It's right. a great right. start right. too, it's a great especially
1: start. like maybe someone who isn't assisting a church just yet, but is still is now getting curious, right? right? It's like okay, let me really figure this out myself, and then you know, because leadership is also obviously important. God yeah. placed them there for a reason. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and I know you mentioned something about modern Christianity. Yeah. What what do you mean by it? What are you referring to with that?
2: That's another
1: thing that's been
2: over. All right. So I'm gonna be conflating a bunch of things, but I promise that I'll, I'll I'll make sense of it. No, go like, for it. Go for it. When when 2020 started like kind of roaming around the election time and all that. that, right. there was a lot of conflating issues with, you know, the Christian church on the right and the Christian church on the left and where they stood on things. Right. And what I started noticing was that it was like the centers of these huge churches that kind of made made the doctrine of that whole segment of the church. So for example, whatever this huge church, mega church preached, is what that whole side of the aisle would listen and et cetera, et cetera. So what I noticed is that like the way that we've made church in America an institution has almost come back to bite us. Right. Because now we have these institutions where there's these people that are sitting on top deciding what the masses believe about secondhand and third and ter- tertiary issues. When it should just be dictated by scripture and mm-hmm. by you and your pastor yeah. or by you and the community that you surround yourself with. Like one of the things that I love about the New Testament is how over and over again, um, the Paul Paul tells people to read for themselves, to learn for themselves. Right. Like and, and he constantly tells them to to affirm the true gospel. Right. So he says he there is a part where he mentions uh, about the faith. Right. So mm-hmm. like what does he mean by the faith? He means literally the gospel of Jesus Christ and what what he did for us right okay so when i when i say the modern church what i what i kind of mean is like this institution that we've made here in america where um it's built on around the image of one man and you know everything else is kind of subservient to that it's about a brand it's about a look it's about a feel and our sunday services are focused on that it's almost
0: corporate like like like
1: like, this is the christian standard right now yeah Yeah. Yeah.
2: exactly it's capitalist yeah Yeah. and as much as of a capitalist as i am i don't think that belongs in the gospel right. right i think the gospel is something that should be decentralized you should be able to go anywhere in the world and sp- and preach the gospel and have the gospel grow right yeah. which is one of the things that is like proof of concept for me like if you look at the church in china what made the underground church in china grow persecution right yeah. but then what we do as americans uh, and i'm speaking very generally right? Yeah. i'm not attacking yeah. anybody but what we do as americans is we try and go to these third world countries and plant institutions instead of teaching people how to read the gospel. And what ends up happening is they try and mimic the American institution, but they don't have the funds that we have. They don't have the resources that we have. And so it fails them. Right. And then you get these corrupt institutions like you get in Haiti and in DR and in PR, like churches with these huge people on top that are really taking advantage of the whole system. Right. Whereas in the, I don't think I know one Chinese underground preacher but we know that they have the largest uh the, the largest percentage or rather Gosh, the largest collection of christians in the world wow. is in china right and they're wow. under immense persecution i actually didn't yeah know that. I, didn't, I didn't know that either yeah, yeah wow. and, and that's the scary thing is like as as the apostles were kind of dispersing and teaching people the gospel and the gospel was growing on its own in in places where the apostles hadn't even ever been one of the things that was the reason for their, the, the reason that we know it was true is because they could have lost everything by preaching the gospel, right? Like they were losing their jobs, they were losing their lives, they were losing family, community, yeah. Yeah. just by accepting Jesus, right? Saying that they're not Jews or they're not, you know, pagans or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was the, uh, the proof that we know, like, there's no logical, there's no upside to them finding Jesus, right? And it's the same thing in China. There is no upside to them becoming Christians. The only upside is eternal hope. Right. And yeah. and salvation. And when yeah. when that's the only upside, you get Christians that actually believe and actually want to learn. Yeah. And, and I feel like for me, like my main main I don't know if it's a goal or more so something that like God is like burdened me with. is like I want to see Christians who under immense pain want to be Christians. Yeah. Right? Not like now where
1: Christians. it's almost like like obviously what you believe in is a choice. Right. You know, when you come to Christ and those who haven't yet. But it's something so different when you're able to worship God throughout it all, not just because you think that God is good and this is all like, do you believe or do you believe under certain circumstances? Yeah. Right.
0: The problem you know? is we we have we have too many Christians that, first of all, are they're too lazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you said, you know, if I'm going to be a Christian, if I'm going to call myself a Christian, I need to. Let me do the work. Let me do the research. Let me yeah. do the work that it takes to, to to know what it is that I'm talking about. But we have too many Christians that go to church and think that's all it is. yeah, Right. Yeah. So then when they're met with this tremendous weight on their back and they feel like you know, there's no God that, they ca- that can help them, it's easily watered down Christianity within their life, and they're poof, gone. The thing yeah. is that you know? their
1: foundation is flimsy, yeah. Yeah. you know? yeah, And
2: that's the thing that I've seen over and over again. Like, I've had friends come and go from the faith and from church, and maybe they just go to a different church, which is cool. Um, but what I've noticed is that the people that end up leaving and end up just reverting back to their old ways or maybe jumping into like new age spirituality. They're always the ones that didn't have a firm foundation of the gospel. Yes. they're The ones that were like, Oh, I can't make Bible study, you know, like I'll be there Sunday though. Yeah. Like
1: I'm too tired. I'm too this, but it's like when you truly seek God, no matter what, when you have that real hunger and thirst, like it's like, get out of my way. I'm going to God. Yeah. And
2: we, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say like, it's the most important thing. Right. So like for me, I, I, I can get very heavy-handed about this, and like my pastors
0: working me to have grace with people,
2: but like <laughs> no no go go <laughs> for no, it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Me, <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me
1: let me let me stop right. There's
0: <laughs> no there's no need to do that here. Okay, because we have uh, it's enough with the grace. First of all, hyper grace was built on that idea of yeah. be gracious with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, this this is why we have too many people that are watered down. Yeah. Because of this idea of grace, we need yeah. to be straight up with what it is. It, we need to be. You know, give the hardcore facts, and if you don't like it, It's not about that. You know, like if you want true eternal salvation, sometimes you have to be told, look, that's not how it is. That's it. And get smacked in the face with it. But it it is what it is. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I I, I couldn't
2: agree more. But all I was going to say was like the question of God is the most important question on earth. Why are we here? The meaning behind what our lives are about. And if we have that, if we believe in Jesus, like it should be of the utmost importance. It should be the first priority on every day of your life to say, like, let me get into his word. Let me find find out what the creator has written for me right because yeah. like like jesus is the creator manifest and yeah. because of that we have a tangible representation of a human who walked as god and if that doesn't blow your mind every day it's like why why even be a christian yeah if the reality of the gospel isn't just like almost bringing you to tears every time you hear it like you don't understand it enough yeah so the, the severity of of ultimate sin and the fact that God came down in the form of Jesus in his flesh to say, like, I'm taking this all for you, past, present, and future. All sins are going to be wiped clean because of what I'm going to do. If that doesn't weigh on you, knowing how, how much all of us are broken and all of us are flawed, mm-hmm. it's like just reread it, man. Yeah, Reread it and yeah. just find somebody to articulate it to you well. You know?
1: And that's like, there's always like this one uh, like quote that I saw online where it was like, how beautiful is it that we have the – literal creator of everything and he wrote his thoughts and his words in here yeah like and how dare us basically not even have some interest or want to wanting to reach into it yeah you know like it's crazy when you put it in that perspective it's all like wow the one who created me all of his thoughts everything that he wants from me all of my answers are in there Mm -hmm. um i don't want to read it (laughs) <laughs> you know right yeah like oh my god like there's so much <laughs> that's that's my big
2: contention is like we have the answers we're all we have to do is look through them through the book and yet instead of that we'd rather complain and we'd rather do all these things right but i do think it has a lot to do with you know modern day culture and how yeah. culture is de-incentivizing people from being christians yep. and we're we're coming out of this like we're born into this world where being a Christian is not a, a culture. It's not a nation a nationality. Like that's the one thing that I think my pastor and I have been talking about more and more. Like Christianity, if you look biblically, like we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation.
3: Mm-hmm. We
2: are to be a nationality, right? So all other sources of identity go out the window. Every other thing that we may identify as or identify with has to like come down to the point where Christianity is the first thing. Right. Yeah. You ever you ever wow. meet somebody who's like super who's super about their city. Like like Kanye's like that. Chicago, <laughs> Coincidentally, <laughs> I'm wearing a Chicago hat, but yeah. I didn't plan that. Like uh, he's all about shot town, town. Um, and that's how we should be about Christianity. Like the, yeah. the, the, the kingdom of God is is where our inheritance is. But it's also where our nationality lies. And he supersedes our government. Right. Yeah. And. A lot of the times, especially in my circles with, like, conservatism and stuff like that, we can forget that very easily and start trying to fight this moralistic fight instead of just fighting for the gospel to be preached. Mm-hmm. So
1: this was something that we were actually talking about not that long ago that, you know, the whole idea about being left or right, like, we are so busy trying to win the argument that we forget to win the soul. Yes. Oh,
0: man, that's...
2: You know,
1: yeah. and it's like, what yeah. what is the point at the end of the day, like... Did you really win the argument? Yeah, Did you really yeah. win?
0: Yeah, because a lot of a lot of what will happen is, you know, we and and yes, this is where we kind of have to be balanced where, you know, you have to say the word, but you have to have like a loving tone with it and stuff like that, but you have to be real.
1: The thing is that we're also like in very much in a time where everything is like be careful, it's emotion, yeah. you're going to yes. hurt someone. Yes. So we we define like um uh, we define discipline, we define correction as hate. Yes, and it's yeah. not.
0: that and that's what I was gonna say, you know, like we have to we have to change the perspective of discipline yeah. and go back to the idea of, no, this person just cares for me and he mm-hmm. wants to make sure he she wants to make sure that I'm in the right path. Yeah. 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 It,
2: it comes down to, for me, it comes down to circumstance too. Cause like, so I'm in like the conservative create uh, Christian circles or whatever. Okay. Kind of mm-hmm. tied into politics and all that. And what happens there is they pick the wrong circumstances to like proclaim truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so you'll be at a conservative political event and then somebody shouting about, you know, things that are biblical or not biblical. And it's like you're interrupting the event. Yeah. Why did you even go to the event then? Yeah. Yeah. Right, if You're going to interrupt it. Just have your opinion about the event, maybe broadcast it. But that specific aside, like I think it's we have to be we have to learn to have wisdom about when and how to interact with people. Yes. And I think that's more important than even tone, right? Because I, I can interact very uh harshly with people that I'm close with that I built that relationship with, but it doesn't change the truth regardless of who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of like the the Christian conservative circles there their main goal is to make sure everybody knows what they think is true is like they're advocating for it. Yeah. And that to me is is not the point. The yeah. point is to win the person. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you do you hate these? For, I'm going to I'm going to go a little bit con- con- controversial. But do you hate <laughs> these cross dressers, these drag queens that are with children or do you want to see them saved and in heaven?
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so
2: if if I understand that there has to be a line drawn to where like you have to shut down events because they're there with kids and stuff like that but to what extent are you going to browbeat somebody or use the use the Bible as like this this cudgel or this this thing that you're going to beat people over the head with? Yeah. And to what extent are you going to try and win these people to the kingdom?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like I mentioned before, you know, uh, like a church and and us being the church, we need to be a place of restoration and not condemnation. Yeah. You know, we yeah. can't use we can't use we have to use the Bible to defend ourselves as Christians and teach the Word, but not to. Kill someone in the process. Yeah, yeah,
1: because that's not our job. Yeah, That's not our job. Exactly. Our job is to bring them to the cross. Yeah. Yeah. And after that, you know, once the seed is planted, God will do the rest. But if you're so busy trying to spread uh, what you think is the seed, but it's also like your point, you're pointing or shoving it down someone's throat, that's it, you lost them. Yeah. And now forever, they'll always have this idea of what church is. And, oh, yeah, I tried, but they're like this. And all Christians are like this. And it's like, dude, no. Yeah. Like yeah. you... You lost a soul. Yeah. yeah, and
0: I have and I have a, a verse that I want to bring up. And the only reason why I want to bring it up is because the idea of a seed, right? Yeah. So we have Matthew thir- chapter 13, uh, 31 and 32. And it says, he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of seeds, yet when it grows, it is the it is the largest of the plants and becomes a tree so that birds can come and perch in, it, in its branches, right? And mm. so we need to get this idea of the word that we're planting in people is the seed. We don't have to make it a tree automatically. Just mm. let the seed grow. Yeah. Let the seed take, because a tree, it, you don't. Put a seed in the dirt and it poof, it's a tree. Is no. that
1: we expect to see the it tree first, right away? <laughs> first,
0: it's roots, then it's a little plant, and then it keeps growing and growing. We can't just automatically like it's. It's like this other perspective of of um, how we're we're so used to this um, instant gratification, yeah. and we uh, try yeah. to apply instant gratification to the Word of God, that's but so that's cool. not how it works.
2: That's so yeah. good, man. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: and it's definitely
2: one of the things that is like a, a understand a misunderstanding that we have now of, of how we should be evangelizing, right? Because if we just keep telling people you're wrong about this, you're wrong about that, and you're wrong about the other because the Bible said so, that's just moralism, mm-hmm. right? You're not winning people over to the kingdom. But I love the idea of patience and like being able to sow into people yeah. because that's what the church, in my opinion, that's the big problem with the institutions of church. Nobody's getting discipled anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you were to ask the common Christian, when's the last time you Baptize someone, this, all right. This is this is crazy, and I won't I won't say any names, but at one of my Bible studies, somebody asked me like, "Wait, are we allowed to baptize people, or is that like only the pastor can do it?" And and I was like, "No, you're not allowed to. You're commanded to." Yeah. Like it's the whole point. The, the, the it said it here. Yeah. The it's, thing
1: is that they've seen a certain way a structure of how it was supposed to be so then it's like, well, that's the way I guess it's supposed it's to be, It's just that, you know? that
0: that at that point that question is based on culture and what they've grown up on. They only saw the lead, their leaders doing it, so therefore the only the ones that can do it is the leaders. But yeah. no, that's not how that works.
2: Right. And that's that's really my heart in this is like I want to go back to a place where we as individuals understand the gospel thoroughly enough to say like, Hey, I'm going to disciple you. I'm going to teach you about the gospel. I'm going to baptize you. And then I'm going to have you do the same to others. Right. And that's how, that's how we grow. That's how, man, I saw this documentary about Christians in Palestine and it was, it was the same thing, but who was at the forefront of all evangelism and all baptisms were women in Palestine because the men were, were like kind of too concerned in in, in like other areas and government and all these things and the women because they were culturally they were stay-at-home women and they they just stayed in their communities more they were able to share the gospel so much easier and they were just baptizing person after person after person and then there was a couple of um, what, what do you call them missionaries that would kind of go and teach them how to do these things
3: wow. and then
2: they would leave and then the next week they'd come back with like 15 people. All right, wow. We have 15 people to, to preach the gospel to, and so on, and so on, and so on. And so, like, I that's why, like, the buildings and the lights and stuff, there's nothing inherently wrong with those things. But man, have we been overconfident about them, and we've just grown to lean on them way
0: too much as Christians. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's another thing that, that comes up a lot. It's in especially in the hyper charismatic churches, we manipulate the sounds and the lights and stuff like that in order to achieve a goal of creating this ambience but that's not what it's about because it's not really the holy spirit it's just how you're playing the way we think as people as humans
1: yeah and the thing is that while i think that music is something that god did give to us it's now gonna become a thing that's associated with Oh, well, I don't have that kind of vibe in my house. Or, like, if I'm yeah. not listening, you yeah. know, then I can't hear God. But, that, or but I, don't,
2: in, I don't feel the spirit. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: feel <laughs> the spirit because, yeah. and I'm just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and
0: then, and then that's where we got to go back. Like what you were saying, like, we just got to go back to these simpler times, you know. Like, what happened to the gatherings that we used to do? I mean even even back in the day the disciples they broke bread in each other's houses yes
2: yeah Th- that's the thing man and like this is this is the thing about modernism in the modern church like we're always looking for the next new pastor the next new leader to kind of show us what's next in the cultural trend of american christianity yeah. but there's 2000 years of church history that we can pull from and learn from yeah. right and i feel like we're always looking forward and instead we we should take a take a moment to just look back and look at all the wisdom that these that these church fathers have left to us, like it's very easy to forget. And up until a few months ago, like I, when I really started studying this, I, I didn't even realize there was church fathers from like 100 A.D. Right? Who wow. there maybe their fathers like walked with Jesus mm-hmm. and were around at the same time as them, and here they are writing things down that we still have to this day. Why wouldn't we reference those things? Not as scripture, yeah. not as something that is holy or divine, but as the it's same way that we would read a dating book by Mike Todd, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Read that and just be informed by it and just take it in and be blessed by it.
1: Well, because we're all, and by we, I just mean in general, like as as modern churches we're looking what's the next new thing yeah. how can we get people like how it, it's almost getting to the point where it's like how much can we blend into the world
2: yeah and that hurts man you know
1: yeah because it's like we're not setting the difference anymore
2: yeah it, well because the world will always want up us right like <laughs> yeah we can't we can't try and blend in because they're gonna if it's on their turf they're gonna beat us at the game every time right this mm-hmm. is one of the things that i uh i struggled with when i first started listening to like christian hip-hop and stuff which i love um, but like how, how close can we get to that before it's like, we just can't compete because they're always going to go crazier and yeah. more controversial and th- yeah. and we're just not called to do that as Christians. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Be- then,
0: and then there's this idea, you know, cause I've heard this plenty of times. Um, there's this idea of, oh, well, you know, it's okay because like, like God, like Jesus said to Peter, you know, cast the, that cast the lot onto yeah. the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in order to catch more fishes and, you know, be fisher of, of men and, yeah. and, but, and that's fine and all, but there's a fine line before we start blending in with secular, the secular world to the point where, wait, is that Christianity or not? Right. Like yeah. we shouldn't be confused with what we're doing. You know, there's a difference between casting
2: a line and jumping in there and trying to grab the fish and (laughs) pretend to be a fish yeah you know like
0: there has to be we have to continue this distinction we can't confuse people at the same time Yeah. because we have these liberal churches that are growing into this this idea of like oh you know like we'll make church like more of a club vibe no actually I remember that
1: was a thing remember Remember? the Christian the Christian club that's that's kind
0: of what I'm referring to
1: (laughs) oh my god I remember that you
0: know <laughs> and it, and it's also with this idea of celebrating Halloween as a church that doesn't make it Christian. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: yeah. yeah. I, oh, man. Yeah.
0: We're going there. You
2: brought me here. I know, here. I know. This is about to get
1: controversial, man. <laughs> I know.
0: It just follows
2: me. Like, now that goes. you
1: just said that. <laughs> you
0: know, because these are these are things that, that, I mean, they've been on my mind for quite some time. So yeah. having you here is very refreshing.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. And it, it's really interesting because... The church nowadays, and wh- when I say the church, I mean like my section, right? So like the charismatic Christian world. Yeah. They've they've become more, um, the the spiritual thing, right? That's just become like. This unattainable thing, where there's always another level, and there's it's just this weird hierarchy that's happened, and that just dis- when I was like in my twenties, that discouraged me so much, right? Because I would always wonder to myself, like, why is it that they can prophesy like that, and they can, mm. you know, do this prophetic worship and it hits, and they're so charismatic and everything was just, like, kind of taking me away from that place. So I just had like, to, like... am I not good enough? Exactly. Like, is God
1: not using me? Right. Like, am I doing something wrong? Yeah.
0: That's how I felt about speaking in tongues. Right. You know, I haven't spoken in tongues, but at, at one point I was getting jealous because I can't speak in tongues. Right. Yeah. You know? But and then, it's like,
1: does that mean God hasn't touched me? Right. But right. then I started
0: yeah. realizing, I'm like, hang on. You know, there's, there's schools to teach how to speak in tongues which is crazy so how true can speaking in tongues really be I know that there's power within it but the church, the church is also supposed to have translators. Yeah, you know, and I remember you telling me uh, there was something that you read about. Oh,
1: we were talking about all the different gifts, and it's la- like you know the the speaking of tongues. It's really beneficial for self, right? Yeah.
0: it's self edifying.
2: It's yeah. self
1: edifying, yeah. but it's like, but it can be edifying to the church if there's a translator. Right. You exactly. Know?
0: And and so and here's basically the, the what two, I'm saying.
2: Just is, to add to that quickly, it's not about salvation. Like, like the speaking of tongues has nothing to do with whether you're saved or not. Yeah. Right. right, Yeah. Yeah. Which I think Mm -hmm. is something that was a, was a big thing at one point. It's like, oh, are you Christian enough? You are not speaking in tongues and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. I'm sorry. I just wanted to like,
0: and, and, um, and I know that there's a lot of people that, that they, they think, wow, God, you know, like, like I want to be touched that way. I want to be able to speak in tongues and this and that. I'm just letting everybody know. And, and I'm not trying to like confuse anyone, but also pray for the translation of tongues Yeah, because
1: actually the bible says that you know if you're if
0: you're only speaking in tongues like you said it's Mm self-edifying but if you can translate you're benefiting the entire church in the process
2: yeah
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely
2: i think this the spiritual gifts uh the gifts of the spirit it becomes something that like we have to start teaching that it's an invitation to learn more about god instead of the destination right Mm -hmm. like when when i first had my first encounter with the holy spirit and i started crying and stuff i was just like this is insane but it then it didn't keep happening and i was like why doesn't it keep happening i'm i'm going deeper into worship i'm i'm finding more prophetic songs i'm reading the bible more why are these experiences not happening anymore and you know the the more that i like questioned that the more i was like reading through scripture and realizing it's it's less about the the spiritual encounter and it's more so about that's god reaching out and saying hey i'm here and now it's our, our job it's our responsibility as believers to now go and learn about him right mm-hmm. and and that's man i had a friend of mine who who recently got got baptized and um I, I led him to the lord uh and that was like a big thing for me which was it was a it was a you know one of those things where it's like
1: god save this man yeah like yeah that
2: was what he went through too he started crying one service and he was like hugging me and he was like man like you changed my life you blah blah and I was, and all I was thinking was just like man now I have to tell him that this isn't the goal yeah, like, this is just the beginning. So, yeah. like, yeah. this is the starting line. Ready, go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is yeah. this is
1: your start. Yeah, you know, this is your introduction, but it's not always right. Yeah, you know, because yeah. Someone
0: in our Bible study, we had similar the similar encounter, and and you know, even to this day, he's he's always so grateful. Yeah, uh, that he has us as friends, and and the encounter that he had, you know, and and he's accepted God as his Lord and Savior. But one of the first things that we said is. Just know that it doesn't automatically like life isn't gonna just suddenly become better for you. If anything, the devil's gonna start attacking you more. That's
2: yeah. probably the best advice, uh, you know? in my opinion, that somebody can give yeah. a believer. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is this is the beginning, and it's only gonna get harder. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And, but it's like, but if you stay grounded on on God and His truth, like He's gonna give you the strength yeah. to overcome that. Exactly. You know, but it's not all peaches and daisies, and you <laughs> yeah. know. But it's for me, just...
0: it, it, that's that's a bit more exciting though. Yeah. Because if you're being attacked for something that you believe, then it's kind of like if you're being attacked by the devil for something that you believe in, you you know you're in the right path.
1: That's like, devil, what are you so afraid of? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like,
0: it's like, so why can't I serve this God? Hmm.
2: Right. Seems right. like
0: it's a threat to you. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: yeah. It, it's, it's something that I talk about all the time in my Bible study, like, The idea, the person of Jesus is something that every religion and cult in this world has to deal with, Mm -hmm. right? Like every one of them has an answer for who Jesus is. Not all of them have an answer who Muhammad is or Buddha or whatever, right? But it's because Jesus, the the story of Jesus, the evidence behind the Bible, the the person of Jesus is so potent and so marked in history that if you want to deceive anybody, you have to at least address that he existed or Mm -hmm. else you're just completely in error. And so if that's true then, like, why don't I just go over here and listen to what the guy that existed said? Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and
0: it's crazy because it's like it's like if you look at the percentages, Christianity is the only religion that's worldwide spread. Yeah. Yeah. The way God actually said that he would be. You yeah. know, that mustard seed where it's like that tree, It, it there's no stop. That tree grew, yeah. and it's going to continue growing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's as simple as a little message that Jesus decided to give us and now the entire world receives it. Whether you believe it or not, you still know Jesus is evident. Yeah, you know, and and all the other religions, like in America, they say by 2050, it, this is a survey research, right? Uh, by Pew Research, and it's said that Christianity is gonna be, it's gonna decrease and whatnot. I mean, there's other researches that goes against that, but it's saying that mo- Muslim is gonna grow, and it's only gonna be 2.1 percent of the population in America. Hmm. But we're talking 2050, and that's only 2.1. Meanwhile, we have Christianity that's up in the 70s. Wow. Yeah, you know, like wow. it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you'll see Christianity is the one that hits the hardest. Billions of people believe in it. So if anybody is saying Christianity is stupid, I'm sorry, you're going against billions of people. <laughs> Even if you can grab a million people to say Christianity but, is stupid, you're still going against yeah. a billions and billions of people.
2: And you're but, also holding yeah. like an opinion on something that like many people have answered over the last two thousand years yeah. right yeah. like the the idea of like well what is the, is the bible even legitimate oh i'm, I'm sorry I, I would imagine you're the first person to ever come up with that question <laughs> <You>
1: know, <has laughs> you yeah, it's just
3: cliche. yeah. yeah. You know? no that's
1: why it's so important um obviously once you come to christ and and you stay grounded man really asking for that encounter with god like there will be no question of like who is god does he really exist it's like did you encounter him? Cause once you encounter him, there's like no going back. There's no of like, is God real? Is this true? Like, no, you know.
0: And I actually have a verse for the, uh, for this idea of, you know, is it, can, is it, is the Bible even worth listening to or the re- worth reading and stuff like that? You know, because it, a lot of people believe that, for example, that it was question. written by man. It's, like, or, it's written by man or, or, you know, it's been changed here and there and stuff like that. But we have so much evidence that goes with it. And, you know, in Second in Peter uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 16, for we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we were told about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his man- majesty. Yeah. They were there. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not like it's like I have, have read bonfires. of him, but now I have seen him. No, but like, what that's I'm saying so is like it's not like a folk folktale, to- uh, you know, like a tale like, or like whatever. A fairy whatever. Tale. You know, like these these people are witnesses to what actually happened.
2: Yeah. yeah, and the Bible is the only ancient like scripture that invites critique like that specific critique, like who wrote this and mm-hmm. when did they write it? Yeah, and everyone else just. So- Believes yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Like the <laughs> Prophet Muhammad says, like, "Oh, God came to me in a dream and told me this, this, and that." And I wrote it down. And everybody's like, "Okay, cool. We'll follow you for the rest of our lives." And it's the same thing, you know. Mormon is uh, I can We're go o- on. Overly on. criticized,
1: yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, well, and it's
2: the idea of personal revelation yeah. versus critique and and the the Socratic method, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like you can you can deduct you can deduct from the things written in the scriptures whether or not those things are historically accurate. If you follow the the just general rules of how you would follow in science, right? Or how, or journalism for that matter. Mm -hmm. But, but other, other places you, you can't do that because there's nothing to critique. It's just opinions, lists of rules, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I was uh, speaking to someone that's still kind of on this journey of like discovering more about the Bible and the truth and all of that. They're like, so I don't know that much, but when I can what I can tell you is, outside of the bible there's so many historical things that support evidence of things within the bible so it's like so how can you just say it's like not and i'm just like yeah you know it's like
0: unfortunately this is this is where christianity is headed because it's a current trend you know and this this idea of and it's and it all stems from uh this hyper i christianity i mean uh this hyper charismatic and then this watered down christianity and and just like people teaching the word and false teachings and you know etc etc right so we have this new thing that's coming up and it's not so new but it is to the point where even lecrae did something on it um and it's this idea of deconstructing deconstruction of faith yeah yeah you know and we'll tell you right now we are not for deconstruction of faith because Based on what I've seen, based on what we've seen, is it's nece- it's essentially a rebellion against people that our church hurts. Yeah, that's
1: a great way to put
2: it. Yeah, a, a lot of it has to do with bad experiences, mm-hmm. right? Instead of instead of reaffirming the truths that the Bible teaches, like okay, well, the way this church applied this truth hurt me, mm-hmm. yeah. and so now I don't know if I believe that anymore. Yeah.
0: So in your in your words, what's what would be for our viewers? What would be the definition of deconstruction of faith
2: it would be um something along the lines of taking every issue that you feel is um maybe outdated Mm -hmm. in christianity and finding out whether or not you truly believe it right if you still feel that way yeah and and then taking taking every single one of those issues and just kind of trying to find which ones you're you're not gelling with anymore and then out of that comes like a, a more whole new re, yeah a refined faith is what they would say right yeah so but it's what it really is it's your cherry picking from the christian faith right mm-hmm. yeah. and you're using you're using the idea of objective morality against the bible which is just an imploding argument because the the bible is the foundation for objective morality yeah it's it's kind of a very it's a postmodern idea of how you can personalize your
0: faith a lot of that comes from just being able to uh it's it's like it's like i don't i don't want to feel judged for the sin that i'm doing but i love doing the sin that i'm doing right so yeah, i'm just but gonna I still... follow this new idea of faith yeah
1: so it's you all know? like i still want to believe i still want to do everything but this part doesn't sit too well with my lifestyle so let me take this yeah. out
0: and because of covid you know we've gotten this whole new pattern of not showing up to church or not yeah. showing up to our uh, church-like gatherings. That was you know? the very
2: big thing, right? The the idea he's not going to do yeah. church for a little yeah. while. I yeah, think he's so, going yeah. through a
0: season of not doing church. Yeah, you know, and the goal the 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 Bible tells us that we need to gather. Yeah, don't forsake you know? the gathering
2: of the brethren. Exactly, mm-hmm. and we're
0: not supposed to do this walk alone. Yeah, you know, and and for example, going back to when you said you know you were with all these uh, punk rock groups and stuff like that, and you became atheist and whatnot. What did that? Why? Why? Because that's who you were. That's what you were surrounding. You know, it's like a mirror. You, you are who you surround yourself with,
1: Yeah. you know?
0: And so deconstructing a faith, it's so that way it's giving you an excuse. So that way you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, go against what you were taught only because you didn't like the way you were taught or because somebody upset you in the, in the church and you're like, you know what, I'm done with this and this and that. And then what happens is you find you stumble across something like deconstruction of faith and you put your emotions and you mix it all in and, and, and all you have is negativity. Yeah. And what,
2: what I've found as well with deconstruction is that a lot of it has to do with shaky f- foundational teaching. I was yes. just going to say yes. that. They were taught the wrong things at first, right? And they were taught, you know, they were taught church culture before they were taught the gospel, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like a lot of laying of hands and you got to do this this way in order to speak in tongues and the music has to hit in a specific way for you to feel the spirit. And if you're not feeling the spirit, just pray more. You're not praying enough.
3: Yeah. And like, there's
2: all these toxic ideas that are kind of in the new apostolic reform thing Mm -hmm. that lead... To self hurt, right? Mm-hmm. So like this idea that if something is going wrong in your life, then then it must be because you have sin in your life, or if something isn't happening that you want to happen because you're praying to God for it to happen, then then God isn't doing it for a reason, right? Yeah. There's some there's some reason that has to do with what you're doing. That is causing God to not bless you. And we're
1: so selfish in that way because it's like, why is everything always about you? Right. You know, like a lot of times God just wants to use you to get to someone else. But if something happened to me, it's because, oh, my gosh, my world isn't perfect now. And that means God doesn't love me anymore. It's like, but it's this whole world, everything. It's not just about you. You're a puzzle piece to the big. Message. And yeah.
2: that speaks to the sovereignty of God, right? Like yeah. the fact that His plan is way, way above our plans. We have no. Bearing as to what all the things God has to take into account actually looks like so how can we actually say whether or not this thing that we desire is actually any good for us right so yeah that's how I like to tell people about Christianity like you're signing up to die to yourself right like whereas the enemy and military is you know the other country or whatever like with us it's it's our spiritual death that we're signing up for we want to die to our fleshly selves and be awakened and re and re resurrected with Christ right so in order for that to happen we have to die as as our identity is right now and and because of that like I like to look at the reality of what happened to the Apostles and these ancient church fathers and like they were honestly not not to be like I know we're all flawed and we all fall short but they were great men yeah, right? yeah. And if they deserve death if they got death what makes me think that God has anything other than that plan for me
3: right right mm-hmm. and
2: and death is specifically martyrdom right so I know it's a harsh reality, but it keeps my perspective in check. So when like I'm having a bad day or, you know, like I'm in an argument with somebody or it it feels like nothing compared to the possibility that I could be martyred for my for my spiritual beliefs at any moment. Right. And so it's just a good way to hold perspective and remember, like as Christians, our hope is in 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 salvation and in heaven. And we don't live for the day to day. We live for for eternity with God. yeah
1: no and that's that i know i'm like that's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) like thank you god no but yeah and like we were we were looking at this one story because like this has been like a kind of like like we were saying like the trending thing within church and not even actually technically this would be outside of church with the construction and um there was a couple videos that we saw of people and You know, the title would just be like my deconstruction of faith and like what happened. And a lot of times that's exactly what it was. It was a flimsy foundation and it was people that were like, why did this happen to me? If God is so good and all knowing, why is he allowing this to happen to me? It's just mind boggling because I'm like, "Ah, it really is so focused on you and less about the word. And that's why. You don't really know, you know, it is really, it is literal lack of knowledge. It's it's
2: sad because the answers are there, you know, and it it was the responsibility of those people's leaders to make sure they understood the sovereignty of God and they understood what suffering means in the context of Christianity. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the one thing like I, I come off like a bummer sometimes to people I'm around because like I like to talk about the suffering of Christianity because to me it's beautiful
0: no yeah and and it's just unfortunate because um a lot of a lot of these like you like you were saying before a lot of these false teaching they come from the lack of discipline within some of these churches you know we mentioned before in our first in the part one of church failed me oh yeah you know we were talking about choosing anointing over the talent but instead what we do is we go we see talent and automatically pick in these people right yeah. but we we mess it up because now we're giving this person a spotlight without finding out whether this person had the anointing or not yeah. and now they're so. teaching and now, and now teaching. it's
1: just someone else's foundation yeah, and it's exactly building, yeah. they're
0: becoming they're becoming somebody else for someone else to idol because unfortunately that's what ends up happening yeah you know yeah. and I, this I, is
2: where we can kind of jump into denominations a little bit because okay. what i've noticed is that specifically in the charismatic move, more so pentecostal churches that have become charismatic yeah is there's not a set uh there's not a set requirement in order to be in leadership, right? Whereas Southern Baptists and all these other places, they have you have to do seminary if you want to be a pastor. There's all these things that you have to do, right? Yeah. And it's it's more so to guard from stuff like that. If you don't have the discipline to go through seminary, you can't have the discipline to be a pastor. Yeah. yeah. They go um, hand in hand, right? And what I think has happened is like we've we've kind of taken it. We've taken church for what it is right now. Instead of looking back and saying, all right, well, what are the roots of Pentecostalism? Why is it that we're having those problems? And what, one of the things that I've learned is Pentecostalism started in like the 1910s, 1920s yeah. in South California. Right? Out of the Azusa Street Revival. Mm-hmm. And then, wow. it's, and Yeah. It, I
0: actually didn't know that. And, yeah. it,
2: and it's made its way across the country, but it was made on the backs of minorities, black, black people, and lower income people. Why? Because the seminaries were too expensive. And so you have a bunch of people that can't really necessarily read that well. They don't have the money to go to seminary. So what do they say? They're like, we're going to open the Bible, we're going to read it, and we're going to gather and we're going to wait for God to show up. Mm -hmm. And that's where you get this idea of like uh, charismatic Christianity of just waiting on the Lord and, you know, the revival movement and all that stuff and in my opinion god used that to bring the gospel to people that couldn't do seminary and couldn't yeah. do that kind of life but now that we're here and it's and it's a craze that swept the nation i think we have a responsibility in our generation to say all right let's put some substance behind it now yes. like let's let's yeah. do the digging and yes. get that foundation because you know knowledge is out there now yeah. we can we can easily pair the gifts of the spirit with the reason for the gifts of the spirit yep. very mm-hmm. easily
0: yeah and so that's that you know that's what we have to start doing you know, instead of this idea of deconstructing a faith, we need to just reform our faith. Yes. We need to rebuild and and actually, you know, bring in uh theological perspectives into the word that we're reading. We're not just reading and just, you know, doing this in a religious habit instead. Yeah. You know, we have to really do we have to really dig into our word, really put down notes and really find out who it is that we're reading and who it is that we're following. Yeah.
2: I remember when I first started the Bible studies. People kept coming up to me and like they like I'd go to like a little gathering that they're having where they're reading the Bible and what it looked like would be like opening up the book going to this this let's say John 1 1 you know in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God mm-hmm. and they'd be like what does that mean to you and then this is the next person what does that mean to you. And then I remember leaving, like, it's not about what it means to me. It's, it's what about it is. what it means. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that's where we've kind of gone a little sideways to where, like, young ad- youth, youth culture, like, youth, you know, youth groups and stuff like that. That's really what it's more about. It's like, how does this word feel to me? Yeah. And out of that comes a poor foundation to build an actual church on. And wow.
0: another thing that we have to add on as well is is not only, you know, like you said, what does it actually mean? But we have to also give our youth our future generations the tools to combat things like you know what i heard this mommy you know is is this true it's just we're our like i said before you know the world is making our kids fall in love with the world before we can make them fall in love with jesus you know why aren't we talking about sex why aren't we talking about pornography? Why aren't we talking about rape in church? Why aren't we talking about mental health issues? Because yeah. that's a reality. Yeah. You get me like we brush off anxiety as if it's, you know, uh, you know, just pray about it. You anxiety, be good. you know, like, oh yeah. You know, and that's another thing. Just pray about it. You know, yeah. or or it's it's yeah. like if if something's wrong and something doesn't work out, it's like, oh, because you didn't have any faith right yeah you know why that's are we telling people one this? Of the most
2: dangerous ideas uh, i think yeah. in all of christianity is like that didn't happen because you didn't have the faith to make it happen and
1: meanwhile you have someone like on their knees like going yeah. there like and god just, like, what do you want but, like, god,
0: yeah. but it's like sometimes like for example god you know i guess i don't have enough faith because you don't let me walk no son you have you can't walk because there's a purpose yeah you know for example the guy that was that preacher that's born with no limbs oh yeah. my
1: god Come yeah on. imagine if he only questioned his life and then just left it as that. i guess
0: he didn't have no faith because yeah. he never because he, he said he he bought pairs of shoes right yeah because maybe one day you know i guess he didn't have any faith and and, and you know that's why he didn't grow no he was i mean how much people move through this man as well mm-hmm. you know and he's been touched he's touching many people's lives as, as well through the book right yeah. but this man is doing it without any feet Without yeah. any hands, without any Crazy, arms, without any, you know, right? just, you know, like not, and by no means am I making fun of him, but this guy is like in his own humor. He's just wiggling around and doing his thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and that's, and oh, man, yeah, it, like it
0: just robs you of any excuse.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah. what
1: this guy is <laughs> literally has no limbs, <laughs> and you that have a full everything. What are you doing? I yeah. can't
2: find the time to read
0: my Bible. We it just hurts. have to stop being lazy. Yeah, and yeah. like
2: I think for me, a lot of it is. Describing the solution too, so like, what is the solution to all of these things? And I really do think it's decentralizing the idea, decentralizing the idea of church, but also like taking the focus away from Sundays and concerts and cultural Christianity, putting the focus back in living rooms yeah. and in and in families yeah. and mm-hmm. in small gatherings of Bible studies. Like that's the solution to this, because as long as that's intact and you still have, let's say, good accountability to your pastor these things are going to change because you're going to be able to have in depth conversations where you can't raise your hand and ask a question during the sermon. Mm. Right. But in these small gatherings, you can ask like, well, my friend is struggling with this or I'm struggling with that. Like where in the Bible does it talk about that? And you can leave with like a concrete like solution to your problem as opposed to like the, maybe the pastor speaks about your topic, maybe because God ordained it that way or maybe it was just a coincidence. But You just have to take what you can get from it.
1: Yeah, interpret it in your own way. But yeah, I mean that's why that's why it's just so important to to stay connected, and that's what the church is for. You know, that's why this whole idea of like I don't need church, I don't need this, I can do it by myself at home. It's like, but you weren't meant to.
2: Yeah, and that's why, like the Bible, the way the words that it uses are so beautiful. Like the word nationality, we're a nation, right? Yeah. If you ever meet somebody, like, what nationality are you? I'm Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, okay. Well, well I'm American Peruvian. in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm Peruvian, right? Hey, <laughs> I didn't Peruvian. know I'm Peruvian. You see that reaction? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see that reaction? So th- this is this is my my hope, man. I'm so glad you reacted. That way. I got another Peruvian. He's like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Team boom>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's stupid. <laughs> but you see, there's just an instant chemistry, yeah. right? Yeah. Now yeah. because of that, and that's how it should be with Christianity. Like, oh, you're a Christian. Me too. Like, oh man, do you know yeah. that? Do you know that? Blah blah. blah. Yeah. And it's just you're. It's an instant brotherhood. Like we could be cousins for all we know.
1: It's true though. You know? Like I, so I, I've said it a couple times, but I do makeup. And I remember I was doing a makeup trial on this bride, and then she was like, almost like trying to talk about God because she knew she knew that I served, but she was like, you know, like hinting here and there, and I'm here like wait a second I'm like oh my gosh like what church do you go to and Mm -hmm. then that was just like such a big comforting thing and I was like oh my gosh girl and then we just started going at it and it's it's so true yeah you know we are like a nation we are you know that's it's what brings us together we're a
2: spiritual nation that's why like my, my pastor told me a story about him going to Japan and how he met Christians there and it was like they were instantly family and wow. it's it just goes to show how much of a nation we are that you can go anywhere in the world and if you if you tell somebody who is a christian that you're a christian as well it's instantly like come to my home let me feed you let me clothe you yeah, like, yeah. and and that's that's the church right the yeah. church is not some big conference with you know it doesn't have jeans. to be a physical
0: building yeah you know yes it's it and and beca- this is like cuz this is the idea of oh yeah it doesn't have to and be like, a physical exactly, building so why like, do i have to go to church Right. no I'm not saying you can't go to church. I'm saying not saying that you don't have to go to church. But
1: church is also, in addition, beyond it's in the a walls. gathering.
0: It's in your nation. Yeah. It's yeah. beyond the walls, but it is with your nation. You have to show up. You have to be there with your yeah. church.
2: The way yeah. I described it to people was it's a family reunion. Sundays are family reunion days, right? Yeah. So like yeah. people ask me like why do people get mad if I don't go to church Sunday? I'm like, Well, let's say your grandma was having a barbecue and it was on a Sunday or whatever and <laughs> I
0: love that idea. Our pastor actually says something similar, but yeah. Yeah. really right. I, right. I, I thought I invented <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said it similar. It's
1: okay, we don't say it. Yeah, I know. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Trademark okay, it.
2: If you if you don't show up, or is what's your family gonna say? And like. Oh, they'd be so mad that i didn't show up you know i'm like that's exactly what it's like it's not that people need you here to check a box is we want to gather with you and celebrate what god is doing in your life it's yeah. not even about the sermon it's not even necessarily about the worship music it's about the fact that we're all together celebrating yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right we solved all the problems of christianity yeah. know. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: I let's because obviously this is going into a closing right here but um you know What, what could we say here to, to, in a sense, to summarize for me, it's more like a, it's, it's like, we have to bring this, we have to bring back the way we used to do church, but also bring in this new reform where it's like, let's, let's study. Yeah, let's yeah. stop being lazy Christians. Let's stop putting excuses in front of ourselves.
1: Let's wait for let's... someone else to preach it to us. Yeah, we that way we don't have to do it ourselves. Right, right.
0: Yeah. Let's stop waiting um... for guest speakers.
1: Mm. You know,
0: we we can we ourselves can preach and preach to others and save others. We don't have to let someone else do it. For example, like a lot of times, what will happen is is like somebody comes up with an idea where it's like, oh, I feel like we should pray for them. Okay, pray for them. No, no, no. But you you pray for them.
1: Yeah. So, you know, why?
0: Why? Yeah. why? It's like Pray God is giving them. you, yeah, yeah, God is
1: giving you the strength and the authority to be able to, right. you
0: know. You know, so I feel like as a church and, and you know, I'm so glad that, you know, you came on and, and this, because guys, this this was actually his idea to speak about. <laughs> yes. But it, it correlates very well with this, this uh, two past episodes that we're uploading and it's church failed us. And yeah. it's not that ne- necessarily that church failed us, but it's just the this, this modernization of what church is nowadays is not where we should be. Right. Yeah. We need to reconstruct our ideas on how we perceive church as a building and church as people.
1: But right. based on the foundation of what the word tells exactly. us, not based off of our feelings, our emotions, what we think should be. Exactly. It's like, okay, does the word support that?
2: You yeah. know and we should be the ones doing the critiquing not the outside world right? exactly like we should be able to expel the wicked among us and really build something foundational that will be able to hold fast to scripture because that's that's why we're that's why we're in this right yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah (laughs) that that was awesome this was this was great kind of went in there a little bit. no it's
1: good it's good it's good because
0: we need to stop like hiding things yeah it's like it's like there's nobody wants to talk about it because everybody's too afraid to talk about it or like what someone might say enough is enough Uh, yeah you know we have to we have to speak love right we have to The Bible says speak with love, but the Bible also describes discipline as love. Yeah. The both of them go hand in hand. We got to get that
1: balance, not just lean more towards one side than the other. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, brother, it's been a blessing. It's been yes, an honor. Yes, it yeah. has
1: been so awesome. <laughs> it was a great surprise knowing you're Peruvian. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Most people think I'm Filipino or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never get Peruvian.
0: <laughs> I, get, I get Yeah, I just get <laughs> something
1: else, you know. Um, no, but seriously, thank you so much. Um, also for your time, because I yes. know you've got a, a crazy man. busy schedule. <laughs> so, you know, we really do appreciate it. And Yeah, um, yeah. Yes. And,
0: and, you know, I hope this isn't the last. I hope we, we can... You you know, continue doing things in the future. For sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love that. Yeah. But all awesome. right, guys, you know, <laughs> I, I, th- thank you for, you know, tuning in. If you guys are still watching at this point, you know, I appreciate it. You guys, yeah. as always, you know, continue giving us feedback, uh, hit that thumbs, thumbs up and it, it helps us as content creators. It helps you to push out our content and, you know, by doing so, you also allow YouTube to, Help us preach to others and and open up that word.
1: Also, I was going to say, if you want to go ahead and follow him, he's got a bunch of content, a bunch of stuff that he goes on and talks about. And I'm just like, wow, like just different perspectives. What's your Instagram that they can follow you on? So it's
2: underscore angel, Q-U-I-R-O-Z. And I also have a YouTube, which is the same thing without the underscore angel curos. Mm -hmm. And um, on there, I do some reaction videos. And, you know, I've had had a lot of uh, guests as well. So. I just haven't been doing them as recently because of, of because of like my job and stuff. But okay. that's where I'm at. That's awesome. And awesome. check out redlibertymedia.com for your news. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but all right, all right guys.
1: guys. <laughs> Again,
0: thank you guys and God bless.
1: Bye guys. <laughs>
0: awesome. That was awesome. Let it's me like, take a
2: picture for Instagram real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And scene.
1: Okay. Babe, you gotta do a selfie. A selfie? Yeah.